podcast. Hello, viewers. My name is Ryan. And Michael is a little caught up right now. It's okay, Mike. It's all right. We We got a real. We cannot. Bring your your tissues and your Clorox wipes because we've got a sad one for you today. I'm vetoing this. We're We're not doing this. We're not using taps. Yeah, we have to. Don't be a fucking bummer, dude. This is funny. I can't get through it. You can do it. Just, I'll handle the intro. I just need some sniffles from you, and we'll be good. Welcome back, viewer. We've got a sad one for you today. My name is Ryan. I'm Mike, and this is Time Out of Mind, a depressing Steely Dan audio event. Today, we have one of the darkest and most horrifying songs in the Steely Dan catalog. We are, of course, talking about Charlie Freak off of Pretzel Logic. Charlie Freak, the very sad and dark song that we're going to talk about. So Charlie Freak is the second to last song on the album. They ended this album so badly with back-to-back bummers between this and then monkey in your soul right afterwards. Um, 1974, February, the fifth track on side B, Charlie Freak, uh, a very depressing shanty of a song that no one likes. No, I don't know. People might like it. I don't know. Uh, it's very sad, though, and we're going to talk all about it today on Time Out of Mind. So let's give you a... Uh quick synopsis we'll play a little bit of the song and then we'll talk about what's really going on here That's, that's enough before we all get real sad on this Wednesday okay, morning. Okay, so quick synopsis for you. Charlie Freak is about a homeless man who sells his prized possession, a golden ring. A three-ounce gold, specifically a three-ounce golden ring with no precious stones whatsoever because this man did not have any belongings. Was it a wedding ring? Was it a Who's pinky ring? Was it a toe ring? We're not sure. It was three-weight three ounce, a very normal way of talking, three-weight ounce. So he sells this golden rings because he's trying to score some uh, some drugs. The ring is sold for quote unquote chicken feed uh, to the narrator who explains that this homeless man proceeds to buy the drugs. No, he overdoses on a shopping spree from this injection of capital. And after reflection, the narrator hears that this homeless guy overdosed on the money he gave him. He returns 
the ring to the homeless man at the morgue. And that's it. That's the song. Yep. So let's go. I kind of want to go verse by verse through this because it's sort of just absurd. So I think we're going to do a new thing where I'm going to read some lyrics here. So we're going to start it out with the first verse. Charlie Freak had but one thing to call his own. Three-weight ounce, pure golden ring, no precious stone. Five nights without a bite and no place to lay his head. And if no one takes him in, he'll soon be dead. So very depressing start. And it comes in right out of that piano, that sad sounding piano. That's not it at all, but you know what it sounds like. And I'm going to put something over it so you'll know what I'm talking about. But Charlie Freak, he had that one thing and that was it. So, and then he's going to die because he hasn't eaten in five days. Well, Ryan, what's the longest you ever gone without eating? Um, maybe when I had like a timeout as a kid, I went without dinner. But that's it's been 20 years since yeah, that so happened. We've been recording for three minutes and 55 seconds and we're approaching my record. So <laughs> it's getting close. It's getting close for me. I'm uh, very excited to eat. So uh, next up, he'll soon be dead on the street. He spied my face and I heard him hail in our plot of frozen space. He told his tale. So, yeah, it appears this man cornered. I'm going to assume this is a real story. It's probably not, but it's more fun if we think that it is. is, There's mixed reports. I've read about this. There's mixed reports that something like this happened to Walter Becker as a youth. Yeah, so let's assume it's Walt because that's more fun because we we talk a lot about Don and we haven't done a lot about Walt. So let's assume this is young Walter Becker approached by a homeless man on the street and this man just starts talking to him. We've all been in that situation where a guy, and I'm going to try and be as sensitive as I can to this because homelessness is hard and it's a problem in this country and drug use, all that. But we've all been in that awkward situation where a homeless man who's usually tweaking out on something comes up and starts screaming things at you or starts asking you for bus money or gas money. And, and, it happens. and sometimes, sometimes you are that homeless man. Sometimes yeah. you get tweaked out and you got to accost random civilians for a little bit of scratch. So we, um, <clears throat> yeah, we've all been there. So Don is approached and it, I don't know whether, yeah. So the next line, poor man, he showed his hand. So righteous was his need. And me so wise, I brought his prize for chicken feet. In my head, Donald or Walter Becker walks out of McDonald's with two bags in his hand. One bag has two quarter pounders with cheese, and the other bag has $500 in cash. Two McDonald's bags, and that's it. And this and, and Walter Becker walks up and says, here is some stuff for you. I would like your ring, sir. And this man says, of course, you are a generous, you're a wise businessman. So Walt sees the ring and gets it, acquires the ring. Charlie then takes the money and much like Steve Miller band takes the money and runs Uh, newfound cash begs to smash a state of mind, close inspection fast. He revealed his favorite kind. Ryan, I'm going to assume that uh, he was buying heroin, but also it's alcohol, right? Probably some booze involved. You ever drink ice, bam, pow, smack, crack, crank, anything. Or everything, or perhaps some Milwaukee's best ice, beast ice. Yeah, me exactly. Who's to, who's to judge? Which Probably. begs the question, Mike, when you're slumming it, uh, there's the drink of choice if you're you know paper bagging, and, and for me, it's it's a forty ounce of malt liquor. What is your uh, 
What's your weapon of choice? Well, there's only there's only one for me, and by that I mean there's only 211 for me because it is, of course, Steel Reserve 211. The highest gravity beer that they usually sell at a grocery store. It's about $1.25 a can, and it's bad, but it gets you there. Now, I am going to give a shout-out before I let you to a defunct one that I know is near and dear to both of our hearts, and that is Mountain Brew Ice. Uh, Mountain Brew Ice is, of course a delicacy in upstate New York, uh, formerly sold at Stewart's. A, a, to quote their can, a very fine brew. It was not, but it was a beer nonetheless that I drank a lot of at various points in my life. So, Should we play Taps again to no. commemorate? No, the, that's okay. <laughs> we don't need to do that again. Not nice. Uh, um, what about you? What's your favorite? favorite? My favorite 40-ounce is what we call... September in a brown paper bag because it's hurricane. It's hurricane season. Do you want to hear about the only time I ever drank a hurricane? Yeah. I was going to see a concert. Uh, <clears throat> I'll mention the band. I don't know why I wasn't going to mention the band. Uh, I was going to see a Dave Matthews band concert. Sounds about right. And let me tell you how many Dave Matthews songs I know. The answer is three. And let me tell you how many of those Dave Matthews songs that he played. The answer is zero. I sat through three hours of a Dave Matthews song knowing nothing. And guess what? I hated every minute of it. <laughs> it's a small slice of hell. But I hated it a little bit less because I had two cans of Hurricane before. So who's the real winner? The short shop you. where I bought the two Hurricanes from. They were the real winner that night. Yeah, Hurricane season. It's... Uh... A season unlike any other. Which, speaking of this season, one thing I can say positive about Charlie Freak is that it is my favorite Steely Dan Christmas song. I mean, I think it's, I think it's the only one. There are some very haunting jingle bells that are brought in. And, the it, and it takes place in winter. I mean, we're talking about the frozen space that they're laying their head. So, it's a very... Painting that is he's painted. Yeah, th this okay. song, and I say this as somebody who has lived his entire life in upstate New York. This song gives me very upstate New York vibes, like upstate New York City, like Utica vibes. Um, this feels like Utica in December. So you know what's funny about you saying that is uh Donald Fagan and Walter Becker both went to school in Bard College, which by some definitions, is upstate New York. Not on this podcast and, definition, but some definitions. So this song is called what they call a pre-Dan demo. So this song was actually recorded before Steely Dan was formed, sometime between 1968 and 1971, as well as the previous song we covered, Parker's Band, Charlie Freak is one, and Berrytown, that's the triplet of pre-Dan recordings on Pretzel Logic. Surprisingly, also the Caves of Altamira, is a pre-Dan recording. So that's a very, very old um, song that they had before now, the, the band. But now, but let me round I, this off. Sure. Having gone to college in Bard, uh, you know, uh, Barrytown, New York, um, what you're saying about this song reminding you of upstate New York, if this was recorded before Steely Dan, it probably mm -hmm. takes reference from that. So the pre-Dan era, as we discussed, we haven't actually discussed the pre-Dan era too much. It does exist. And there's... Uh, the band was called the Leather Canary. Uh, I, I don't know specifically if this was Leather Canary or not, but that would be about right. Now, do you know 
which famous actor was a member of the Leather Canary? If I'm not mistaken, it was Chevy Chase? It was indeed Chevy Chase, and Donald Fagan and Chevy Chase did not like each other. Now, that is not a surprise. Um, Nobody likes Chevy Chase. (laughs) Chevy Chase is a huge asshole. Chevy, come on the podcast. Talk about this. Um, Yeah, but he's a huge asshole by all accounts. So, you know what? I am willing to grant them this. Maybe Chevy Chase is the narrator in this song. <laughs> You've heard Maybe it here Chevy first. Ch- but if it was, so, okay. Chevy Chase, in my eyes, bought the ring and then was like, fuck it, I'm done. I don't care what happens. But then when they were writing the song, they were like, we need a relatively not super sad ending by that. So, yeah. So Charlie dies in 15 ways. Uh, Ryan, how many ways do you know of how to die? Well, I can tell you, based on a quick Google search, there are 12 vital organs. So after the intestine, stomach, heart, kidneys, bladder, liver, lungs, and brain die, I assume his fingernails must have died. Probably his his, uh, skeletal system just fell out of his body. I think that happens uh, when you die. Your skeleton just runs away. Yeah, it it turns into liquid and comes out your ears. Yeah. So, Um, or if you're lucky, it turns into a skeleton that they look at in doctor's offices. Yeah, maybe his epidermis died. Yeah, probably. So, his duodenum. Yeah, I'm sure of it. His taint, probably, too. That's a (laughs) vital organ there. So, um, hey, mom, Uh, glad you're listening to this. So, um, yeah, this song. So and then is a fucking bummer. I just, mean, just no for the resolution of us reading the lyrics, just for the resolution there. After Charlie dies, uh, somehow Chevy Chase hears that Charlie had died, and then uh, goes to the morgue. I don't know how Chevy Chase heard that this man died. It's not explained. Carrier goes to pigeon. the morgue, uh, confirms that yes, this man is dead. Again, don't think that's something he can do, but. And then uh, narrator gives the ring back to Charlie. And now come, my friend, I'll take your hand and lead you home. Now that reminds me of another song where we're taking hands. Uh, a song by none other than Rusted Root, where we'd like to hold our own little hands. That would be Send Me On My Way. So maybe this is a sequel to Send Me On My Way. On my way. There was virtually no... There's no, there's no possibility that those songs have any relationship. But I thank you, I thank you for inserting the little hand <laughs> reference from Rusted Root. Again, I I remind you that through pretzel logic, all things are possible. Time sure. travel exists and it is real. And they knew that Rusted Root was going to be featured in the TV show Party of Five, and they needed to write a sequel to it. And this is our prequel to it. And this is it. So that's it. That's it for that. So anyway, we've spent a lot of time talking about the lyrics. We want to talk about the, the music behind this one a little bit more. Uh, it's kind of a carnival sound and piano. There's some jingle bells. It's very unpleasant. I mean, through and through, in my opinion, it's, I, it's not easy on the ears. It's not. And I don't think it's supposed to be uh, cool harmony. I think in the bridge, um, not even the bridge, but like, you know, there, there's a couple of parts where they bring the harmony in. It works. Yes, Jack, I gave it back. The ring I could not own. Now 
So, uh, all right then. Uh, yeah, I mean, musically, I don't think it's their finest work. It's not. It's not Parker's band when it comes to the music. It's this is what I'll like, say. Uh, it, it is effective. It is effective in communicating Correct. emotion. It's yes. not an enjoyable emotion, but it is effective as a work of art to convey emotion. And it is heart wrenching if you actually listen to it. Yes, uh, it's it a very sad song. Yes, it is. I agree. So, um, on that note, let's move on to our our segments of the show. So, this song uh, never been played live. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, boy. Imagine if I have been to shows where like bands play their very sad songs live. One that comes to mind is uh, Counting Crows. I have seen Counting Crows live 13 times. Um, I am a very normal person. I'm normal. I promise. I just, they tended to tour. They were a cheap ticket for a while. And then it kind of just became part of my personality. A baker's dozen? Yep. Uh, And sometimes they play the song Colorblind. And that song is depressing as shit. And they play it sometimes. And everyone's just sitting there like, Adam, what are you doing? Play your other sad songs. Play around here. Or raining in baltimore don't play this one this one's really sad it happens but imagine boy if if you if you ponied up money to see steely dan and they played charlie freak for three hours straight <laughs> it'd be terrible uh, that's so nightmare <clears throat> all right so let's move on now to guessing the rankings ryan you did well last week you were only off by five last week Let's see how you're going to do this week. How do you think the users of the Steely Dan subreddit in 2020 Ammo Domini ranked Charlie Freak? I mean, this song sucks, so I'm smelling a 70-something, maybe a 77. You almost had it, because I thought you were going to stop. It's 70 on the nose. Bottom tier. This song sucks. But folks, got to keep them coming back. Not the not worst, the worst on, on the, the album. album. It not is not the worst. the worst. We're going to get there again by week 52. We are going to get there. I promise. So Ryan, on that note, on a scale on our, our final segment of the day, Hey 19, where we rank the songs on a scale of one to 19 with one being El Toro Oro and El Ni- and 19 being the Yeah, the Cuervo Gold. That's it. That's the, the one I was Cuervo yes. Gold. One being El, Cuer- El, El Toro Oro and 19 being the Cuervo Gold. Or uh, Guadalajara to the fine Colombian. I would say this one is four haze for me. Four haze. Four haze. It makes four me haze. feel something. But it's like my, I agree. I, I agree. I'm, I was also going to give this one for like my favorite baseball player, Jorge Posada. Um. Uh, should I repeat that one? Forhe Fasada. I think it was a good one. Uh, so, Fire I, joke. I agree with you. This song, it's a bummer, but it works on the album, which is why I think I'm okay with it. And it, it tells a neat story. I know we said we were going to cast movies for story songs, but this song wouldn't be a good movie. There's no good resolution. If I was going to do it, Chevy Chase would be playing Charlie <laughs> just for pure comeuppance at the end. So I think I would cast James Corden in this role because I just don't like him. 
and Paul Giamatti has to be in all of them. So Paul Giamatti is the narrator finding, depending on whose movie you're watching, Chevy Chase or James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> the two genders, Chevy Chase, James Corden. <laughs> now. So, um, so next week, we're moving onwards. To the worst. The, the oh, this is Logic podcast. Next week is our last week of Pretzel Logic for almost a whole month, folks. Next week, we're doing East St. Louis Toodaloo. The we'll worst song in the entire discography. Oh, so you think, but so I disagree with you. Because you well, probably haven't we'll let heard. The, we'll let the listener be the judge well, of that. Yep. You haven't heard Dallas. So, <laughs> no, I'm not. It's true. So, we'll be back next week with East St. Louis Toodaloo. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at Time Out of Mind Pod, on Twitter at Steely Dan Pod. You can email us at Time Out of Mind Pod at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, or concerns about the show or the band or our opinions. Our opinions are correct, they are certified to be correct. We have an opinionologist on staff who tells us that we're giving correct opinions. Not so, only correct, but objectively true. Yeah, just uh, you should really, these opinions are actually facts. So if you disagree with them, it's just a reminder, you're wrong. And on that note, just remember, folks, the silver may turn to gold. And this is... Podcast.